mention a small motor racing event which took place uh, in June. Nothing that significant though, fellas. Uh, that would be the uh, 24 Hours of Le Mans. Oh, this is this new thing, isn't it? Yeah, I've heard about this. It, it, it's going to catch on, I think. I think yeah. it could do, yeah. yeah. But um, what about that Audi then, Richard and Zog? That there Audi, what did win, uh, which was diesel-powered. Interesting. Yeah. You're going to rush out by a diesel now then? Uh, let me think about that. No. Uh, no, I, I still think... I mean, interesting, and maybe it'll make diesels better, and they're getting better all the time. Brilliant, brilliant marketing thing for Audi. Yeah. But uh, if you like proper driving, I still think petrols are better because you don't run out of answers just at the moment that you want it. I like a bit of reviness, and uh, diesels don't rev. But I do quite like the fact that they're, you know, the good lazy fat boy cars, we want to stick it in third and drive everywhere like a minicab, then... Jobs are good, which I'm sure is what they did uh, to win Le Mans. Just stick it in fifth from the off, and then off they went. You know, a CD hanging from. The I think the now. engine actually only turned over 13 revs yeah. from the start <laughs> of the race to the end of the race. You know, one of the interesting things, of course, is that this raises the question of where do Audi go from here? Because they've they've dominated uh, Le Mans with with the R8. The first year they've introduced their diesel car, they've come out and won with it, which is, as you say, fantastic for marketing diesel cars but where do they yeah, where do they take I them here I think the next logical step is to take a leaf out of Volvo's book circa 1993 for uh, Le Mans estate car three wheeler yeah, Audi's like Le Mans it. estate car like three wheeler remember where you heard it first we'll be hearing more from Richard a little bit later on in the meantime uh, the main business of this show is GP2 Zog you a fan absolutely and we've got uh, interviews with two of the top three drivers Woo! in the series at the moment it's shaping up to be a very exciting series in its uh, second year now yeah it replaces Formula 3000 and it's been getting some great press as well there's been some wonderful stuff written about GP2 saying that the racing there is so good because you've got hungry drivers which you don't really have in Formula 1 they say and of course one of the uh, one of the most exciting hungry drivers that we've seen uh, in F1 recently is Nico Rosberg and he came straight from G- he won the series last year, um, and it looks like Lewis Hamilton, very exciting British driver, is going to do the same this year. Um, and you caught up with him recently for a quick word. Yep, I was uh, at the British Grand Prix and uh, had a, a quick chat with Lewis just before the start of uh, the race on Saturday. And I put it to him that he was doing very well in GP2, but uh, you know, it looked like it was probably a very tough series. It is at the moment. It's um, it's going very well. It's a tough season, obviously, for us because, or for me, because my first season in, in GB2. There's a lot of drivers here. They've done a second. Uh, it's they're in their second year, so um, it's a steep learning curve. But uh, it's gone really well so far, and I'm in the best position. I've got uh, you know a great team behind me, and uh, and a great teammate as well. So it's it makes everything um, not easier, but better in terms of working. I just spent the last six months with Alex Premo in uh, A1 Grand Prix as he became the first world champion if you like the, first, the inaugural yeah. winner of the World Cup of Motorsport and uh, of the many drivers in A1 Alex is arguably the finest 
and yet you're showing him the way around here. So you've got to be reasonably good. Um, how competitive is Alex, and how much do you guys share? Do you share in this team? Yeah, well, all the data shared. Obviously, in every team, they share all the data. So if I'm quicker than him in practice, he will see where I'm quicker, and then he'll be able to to um, to catch up a little bit. But then it's always a, a case of where you have to just keep raising your game. And it's a very difficult thing to do because when you're already there, you know, when you're at the top. But he's he's very quick. And so to stay ahead of him is tough. But at the moment, I'm managing to do it. And um, I hope that in the race today, uh, we'll be able to do it as well. You know your way around this place probably better than anywhere? Or you'd probably say you know your way around Monaco better than here now, wouldn't you? No, you'd be surprised, but I've never raced here before. Really? Didn't you do it in, any, in Formula Renault? Or No, you didn't, did you? I raced the international circuit in Formula Renault. But that's... You use uh, Bridge and the Beckett's and uh, Brooklyn's and all that, but I miss the rest of the track, so um, it's completely new for me, really. And uh, go on, give me a 20-second answer. Everyone's talking about you being in an F1 car next year. I hope so. It's, it's going to be um, and it's a tough, a tough step, and uh, but I need to I need to win in GP2 first. That's the key. Uh, winning as many as much as possible, come away in the with the championship would be perfect, and I'm sure it'll help me elevate into Formula One. You know, you're the next big British driver, but with a name like Lewis, I'd argue that you could be Welsh. No Welsh in the family? Absolutely not, no. <laughs> oh, you got a Welsh name, you realise that? I didn't actually know that. Yeah. No, no, Louis is Welsh. No, Lewis, Lewis, L-E-W-I-S, it means sleeve. I never even bloody, I never even knew that, so. <laughs> <laughs> Lewis, thanks for talking to me, man. Dioch and Vaudian, as we say in Wales. Thank okay, you. Thank you very much. Cheers. Yeah, I, I like the way, Gareth, that you're trying to claim another driver for Wales there. <laughs> I'm I think desperate. I'll take anyone, especially Lewis Hamilton, Lewis. He was almost persuaded, I think. You know, you almost had him there. I've got some further evidence as well, because uh, Lewis wasn't the only GP2 driver I interviewed while I was there. I also interviewed Alex Premat, who's his teammate in ART, and Alex refers to him as Lewis. He calls him Lewis. Uh, so must Lewis, be as in yeah. Lewis Lane? Yeah. Uh, Lewis is the Welsh pronunciation. Lewis, uh, he is he. Lewis Lane, close. Maybe Lewis Lane. Wells too. Oh, bit of a revelation. Alex Promat's interview coming up a little bit later, right here in Gareth Jones on Speed. This is Sniff Petrol. The headlines. Homeless TVR finds a new solution to keep car building in Blackpool. Roll up, roll up. Woman build a TVR. One pound a chassis. Five pounds to lay up the glass fibre body and trim the interior. There are angry scenes at the NEC Arena as thousands of Lenny Kravitz fans realise they've been sold tickets to see Ted Kravitz. Hello, Birmingham. Well, an interesting tyre choice there. Ferrari are definitely going for a one-stop strategy. I just had a word with one of their engineers. He told me that they expect to put in 40 kilograms of fuel. That's it. Oh, oh. Listen, please. And we bring you exclusive reaction to the British Grand Prix. Motorsport comment. This is Gareth Jones on speed. Returning to the GP2 theme, Gareth, uh, another driver, of course, who's made it from GP2 uh, into Formula One is Neil Yarney. Yep. But he made it as a test driver, uh, not 
a race driver, which is why maybe not so many fans will have uh, will have heard his name. But an interesting thing about Neil, of course, is that he comes from a country, Switzerland, where motor racing is completely banned. Yeah, they did attempt uh, to repeal that recently, didn't they? It went through the Swiss Parliament, where they considered changing the law, and it was rejected. So it remains banned in the nation he's from. Now, I, I got to know Neil quite well. I spent the last six months with him on A1 Grand Prix, where he was the chief driver for A1 Team Switzerland. And his commitment to Toro Rosso meant that he left A1 for the last two races and was replaced by Giorgio mm. Mondini, and uh, who himself is a test driver for Midland. But Neil went off to Scuderia Toro Rosso to drive on Fridays. I hadn't spoken to Neil for a while because he was off doing Scuderia Toro Rosso stuff. Doing his day job. Yeah. And then he was snatched from Scuderia Toro Rosso back to GP2 to fill in in the Arden team, uh, replacing the injured Nicola Lapierre, who hurt his vertebra, I believe, at Monaco. So uh, Neil returned to GP2 and had a bit of a tough time, but it was nice to catch up with him. Neil, it's nice to see you. I didn't recognise you in those colours. It's been uh, a good year for you, hasn't it? Uh, A1 worked out all right, and then you were snatched away to do some uh, Toro Rosso stuff. How do you stay focused when you're having to switch between A1 and F1 and and GP2? Well, this weekend was the first time I drove GP2 since last year, October. And uh, the car changed quite a bit with slicks and less downforce, but uh, it was quite difficult to adapt. But in the end, yesterday was a hard day. I've uh, been switching between F1 and GP2 on the same day. But uh, the F1 I managed quite well, or really well, and uh, the GP2 was less good. But uh, we had some problems on the steering, which we would have solved today. And we were on good course, coming from 22nd, I think we were on, on, on 5th nearly. But then a uh, loom broke, and uh, I had to, well, I fell back again. What's the reaction been like back home, going back to A1? Coming second in the in the championship, which is really all your work. I mean, you put that team there on your own practically, didn't you? Yeah, well, it was uh, it was really nice last year or last winter, put it that way. Um, I had a nice time, saw a lot of countries, different girls each country, nice <laughs> nice great girls, and uh, had a great time and uh, and a successful time and. Well, I don't know if I will drive next year because we didn't have any talks, nothing, so we'll see. How long is your contract with uh, Toro Rosso? Is it just for this year or have you got a promise of things to come? Well, Formula One, you always have contracts which are longer, but normally they can kick you out whenever they want, so I don't know how long it is theoretically (laughs) or practically. (laughs) I've been watching your times in, in F1 on Fridays and I know you're getting more laps than the two race drivers, but there must be someone watching how well you're doing at the moment. Any any inkling of how it could go? Well, well, I can do more laps, but we are the only team which suffers a lack of tyres. Uh, normally the Friday driver has a lot of tyres to use, but I don't have because uh, we don't have enough tyres. So I have to see with a lot less tyres and I have to concentrate on race simulations. I'm actually never allowed to go for... Uh, for a, a real cracker of a lap time or whatever, but normally Friday drivers can do. So we can compare always to my teammates more or less. So my, mostly I'm actually heavier than them. So I'm really happy how it went so far. But uh, well, you know, Formula One, it can change very quickly. You can be top today and flop tomorrow. And 
most of it is politi politically. But since I'm in Red Bull, uh, I think they know what they do and uh, I hope they give me once my chance. I remember you saying over the winter that you felt A1 driving competitively right the way through the winter was the best possible preparation for F1. Does it work the other way? Is driving an F1 car, does it make coming back to GP2 difficult? Are you breaking spots differently or do you adapt instantly? It makes life a lot more difficult because Formula 1 is breaking so much later. The grip in the corners is unbelievable and just the car is a lot more stable and when I drove to GP2 it was just like uh, skiing on ice <laughs> and uh, that was really difficult and but in the end, you know, you need to manage it. And when you're talented, you can also manage it. And uh, I manage it today uh, because we got the setup more or less to my to adapt it to me. And uh, I think in future it should be possible also to do both successfully on the same weekend. Unfortunately, I didn't get any laps in the GP2 until I was here on Friday. No, yesterday I drove the first time, so that may, didn't make it a lot easier. It seems to me that you're the same guy I've just spent the winter with, despite going through the rigours of uh, Formula One, which can change a lot of drivers. How has Formula One changed you, would you say? I mean, you seem like the same guy to me. But is it, is it, have you learned new stuff, a new approach? Do you approach motor racing in a different way now? Not really. I mean, you always try to be quick. In this case, no more winning, but to try to be quick as MSS driver or Friday driver. Um, you just learn a lot more technical things about the car, about setup, how to set up it. You just learn, you just learn a lot more experience. And uh, the other thing is with Red Bull, you just see so many different girls. Uh, I, I don't do anything because I got a girlfriend. Keep that in mind. Let, let's but be clear about that. Yeah. Let's be clear about that. But <laughs> you just get a, a bigger horizon also there. So it's not just the setup. You have a bigger horizon in the end. And he was only joking, definitely, Sog. He's got a great girlfriend. But it does sound like he's having a great time there. Hey, he's with Scuderia Toro Rosso, and I think they know it's have a great time. I think, yeah, yeah they, they look like they're at a party. Have you seen that thing that they carry around with them? The uh, big uh, combined energy, energy station. station. Energy yep. station, yeah, which is the base for Toro Rosso and uh, Red Bull. I know it's big. Do you know how but, big it is? Go on. You know the vehicle assembly building where they used to build the Apollo moon rocket and now the space shuttle? Which is a pretty big place. Yeah. They can actually fit the vehicle assembly building inside the energy station. It has its own weather system. Own government. And its own time zone. Big. But quite something. Now, we were talking to Lewis Hamilton earlier, or rather you were talking to Lewis Hamilton earlier, and uh, now the, the next interviewee uh, on the show is uh, someone for whom life has been made a little bit hard by, by little Lewis Hamilton, his teammate. Alex Primat. Yeah, Primat was the uh, driver for uh, A1 Team France, or one of the two drivers for A1 Team France in the uh, first season. And, uh, and they made a very good showing, and uh, yeah, he won the championship. Fantastic. Great result. achievement. A great driver, a real, a real star driver, I think, Primat. And I think he's probably um, upped his game even further to compete with Lewis Hamilton, who himself is startling. Yeah, and you have to say that uh, you know he must be finding life a little bit tough because uh, uh, he's still third in the championship to uh, to Lewis Hamilton's first. I think it's about thirty points adrift, maybe roughly. Yeah, it, I, it's not sure whether being alongside him is is doing him good or doing him bad. So I put that question to Alex Pramet. 
He was really quick, but I am also really quick, and so this is a really good challenge for us because we, we work a lot together in a, in a truck with the engineer, and I think this is the key of the success in GP2 this year. I suppose it's a good thing for a racing driver to race a number of different cars before settling on something. I'm not asking what's your favourite car. Do you prefer the GP2 car to the A1 car? But in terms of handling and, and you know, the personality of the car, you've been very successful in both cars. Um, how do they compare? Do you have to change your driving style? Yeah, I need to change a little bit my style, my, my driving uh, style in the GP2. In the fast corner, because we need to push really hard to to put the gas really early and uh, on the slow corner we need to, to break really uh, very late than uh, A1GP and to put the gas uh, really early. For example, in the first corner when you try, when you test in uh, A1GP, in the first corner we, we pass in uh, 200 kilometers and uh, in GP2 it's uh, 250. So this is really faster than A1GP. But anyway, this is a, a nice car. A1GP and GP2, this is uh, the both nice car. You seem to still be enjoying motorsport. I'm sure there comes a point when it stops being quite as much fun as it has been. Why do you love to race cars? This is my passion. Uh, I drove since uh, maybe now for, uh, yeah, 14 years and so I want to win uh, every championship and to win the race, to do the pole position and uh, this is my, my goal to, to go in Formula 1. Uh, as soon as possible. Well, your track records so, so very, very, very good, certainly in the last 12 months, that there's a strong chance that could happen. Now, I've got to ask you this. Last year, your teammate was snatched to go and be in a Formula One team, Nico Rosberg. It's probably going to happen at the end of this year where Lewis Hamilton will get an F1 drive. Why aren't they taking you? Because you're every bit as quick as both those guys. Yeah, for sure I am uh, also quickest uh, of them, uh, Nico and uh, Lewis. But uh, I think the problem is uh, the economy or something like that. We don't know really uh, because I am French. Uh, this is really hard for the moment. Uh, this is a synergy, I think so, maybe for, for the nationality. But uh, I hope to go in Formula 1 next year and to fight with uh, Nico, to see Nico and uh, Lewis and maybe uh, Nelson Piquet because he has some entry in Formula 1. So I hope to go in uh, Formula 1 next year to, to do a good, uh, a good fight with them. Well, Alex, I've enjoyed watching you race very closely. I shall enjoy watching you race in GP2 today. And thanks for finding time okay. to talk to me. Thank you. Thank you very much. So Alex Prima, one of, uh, one of many hungry drivers looking to make the jump from GP2 uh, into F1. We like GP2, don't we? Yeah, well, you know, it's a great place to see uh, young talent, and there's some great racing, simple as that. So, you know, we've, we've got Nico there, Yanni's already there, we've got um, Premat perhaps on his way there, Lewis Hamilton, if he's not there yeah. next P- year, I'll be Junior making this show. Well. PK Jr. fancies his chances there as well. You know, these are all big stars, they're going to be in F1 in the next year or two. I remember where you heard it first, on the coolest podcast in your iPod. In your iPod. <laughs> <laughs> Which one's that then? I love the smell of petrol in the morning. Sniff Petrol! Sniff Petrol is proud to have its own exclusive interview with Lewis Hamilton. So, uh, Lewis, how are things shaping up for you at the moment? Oh, it's, it's all going very well, uh, definitely. Well, it's certainly... Sorry, what did you say? Uh, it's all going very well. 
Right, sorry, I, I thought you said something else. So, sorry. Uh, so the, the GP2 car's really going very well at the moment. Yeah, I'm pleased with, with everything, uh, definitely. What? Nothing. No, you said definitely. No, I didn't. Definitely. No, you, you see, you just said it again. No, I didn't. Jensen, what are you doing? I, I'm Lewis Hamilton, uh, definitely. Jensen, stop messing about. Um, what's this on your face? Bisto. For the love of God, what are you playing at? I just wanted the media to like me again. I want to be their favourite, definitely. Fine, all right, well, um, since you're here. Uh, Jensen Button, do, do you reckon Lewis Hamilton is going to paste you all over F1 next year? Oh, definitely. Oh, damn. Meanwhile, at a special racing driver club thing somewhere... Yes, I was at last night uh, with two supermodels. It was excellent party, see? Uh, yes, for sure. Yesterday I bought another yacht. Oh, yes. Uh, oh, God, here comes Frank Beeler. Hello, Frank. Uh, well done on winning uh, Le Mans with a diesel. Yeah, guess how many kilometers per litre I was getting on the way here. We don't care. And this was towing my caravan, of course. Uh, Frank, we really have to go now. No, wait. Guess how many bags of rubbish I managed to take to the tip in one go yesterday. The boot in this Audi is spacious, yeah? Bloody diesel drivers. Let's go and buy some Learjets. No, wait, fellas. Did I tell you about the diesel micro-particulate filter we have fitted? Elegant engineering solution. It's fascinating, really. Where's everyone gone? Do you take sugar? I was in the war, you know. Do you need your bag changing? You couldn't get bananas then, you know. It was all different very much in those days, you know. What sort of hat would you like, sir? Do you sell trilbies? Well, of course, the youth of today, they have no respect. Simply haven't at all. It was different under Mr. Attlee. Haven't humbugs got smaller? I wear this original. Why, yes, I will. How very kind of you, young man. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear that. Can you say it again? This is what a Honda feels like. I think I've just wet myself. Just time for some late news. There's confusion in F1, as it appears ITV have inadvertently hired Lenny Kravitz. A blistering stop from McLaren there. Ted, any news? Suspicions grow that Honda's Asimo robot is just a child in a costume. So, uh, how do you charge it up? Well, it just runs off a regular 240-volt socket. And crisps. Quiet, Asimo. I need a wee. Shut up, stupid technology. And there's just time for some further exclusive reaction to the British Grand Prix. Oh! Oh, I thought there was always taking at Silverstone again. Don't worry, dear. It was just a dream. Oh. Gareth Jones on speed! That's it. In the next Gareth Jones on speed, I'm going to be... Esoteric. So, Zog, who are you going to be? Uh, I think I'm going to be uh, Lee Van Cleef when he was in the Spaghetti Western movies. With the moustache? Of course. And Richard Porter from Sniff Petrol, who are you going to be? Uh, in the next podcast, I'm going to be attacked by geese. <laughs> Again? Uh, yeah, I've got to stop carrying 
goose food round in my pockets. These are the jokes, folks. Uh, we're going to play out once again on the Polish National Anthem because we, we had an email uh, from uh, a chap. So you've got it there. Can you read his name? For uh, that'll be uh, Dr. B, uh, a displaced Brit listener, is how he describes himself. He says, on the subject of pronunciation, I think that... Kubica has one of those little V symbols above the C, a little accent that'll be, so it should sound like a TS, not a K. Kubica, then. So this is a reference to uh, the Polish National Anthem that we did in the last show, in which we sang Robert Kubica, Robert Kubica, Robert, and it's not, it's actually Robert Kubica. Kubica, yeah. So um, we're going to put it right. Say goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Gareth Jones on Speed was a correctly pronounced production. Dziękuję.